So what is the connection between mental health and food? Like, how would you say they're connected? You know, it goes back to that gut-brain connection. The chapter one of This Is Your Brain on Food is where I speak about the gut-brain romance. And I called it that for a reason, you know. <laughs> the romance has good days and bad days, and so does the gut-brain connection. It starts really in the embryo, because the, the gut and brain arise from the exact same cells in the human embryo. So from that fertilized egg, after the, the sperm meets the ovum and forms a zygote, the cells divide, the embryo is developing into a body form. These two organs develop. They move far apart in the body, but they remain connected anatomically, biochemically and physiologically by the vagus nerve, which is the 10th cranial nerve. And I like to call the vagus nerve a two-way text messaging system, allowing for these chemical messages to be transported back and forth between these two organs. But, you know, we've forgotten because the gut and the brain are far apart in the body that they are connected. The way that food interacts with this is that when we eat the breakdown products of food on a day that we're eating a healthy salad or a healthier meal are more positive breakdown products like short-chain fatty acids. These fend off inflammation. They help the environment of the gut microbiome. On a day that we are, or say we're a person who eats the standard American diet called the sad diet for a reason, or a lot of fast, fast foods, the breakdown products are more toxic to that gut environment. And those toxic breakdown products start to break down the single cell layer of the gut mucosa, which is a lining of cells with very structured tight junctions, but it's a single cell lining thick. These damaging substances start to penetrate and break that, and over time, that leads to inflammation, dysbiosis, and something we call leaky gut. And that's what's problematic. So if you are pursuing a diet that's less healthy, ultimately you're going to end up with dysbiosis. What is dysbiosis? Dysbiosis is an imbalance of the gut environment. So when we think about it, there are trillions of microbes that live uh, in the gut microbiome. And when we use the term microbiome, we refer to the encompassing genetic material. Those microbes, they're good guys and bad guys. So when eating largely fast foods, uh, for example, we're feeding the bad guys and they thrive. And that imbalance between the good microbes and bad microbes leads to what we call dysbiosis. It's just an imbalance of that environment. The, the bad balance is toward inflammation in the gut. And because the gut and brain are connected, inflammation in the gut leads to inflammation in the brain. And that sort of forms that ecosystem where we start to understand. And I see in my clinical practice through dietary measures, when you start to eat more anti-inflammatory foods, when you start to lean into those healthier foods, when you tweak that diet away from those fast foods and coffee with a ton of, you know, I have no issue drinking coffee if you like it and you can tolerate it, but it's what we add to our coffee that makes it. Um, less healthy for us. Mm. So all of those things lead to an imbalance in the gut microbiome. So because the brain and the gut are connected, that imbalance in the gut microbiome affects the brain. Does it communicate through the vagus nerve? So when that breakdown of the single cell yeah. layer happens, what the leaky gut is that penetration of those toxic substances into the circulatory system for one. And then inflammation is basically what is going to be connecting these two organs now. And one organ is inflamed and then the other organ becomes inflamed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the vagus nerve is also responsible for 
the text messaging around chemical messages, right? Because the other thing we forget is that serotonin, we often call the happiness hormone, but 90 to 95% of serotonin is made in the gut and the receptors are in the gut. So if you've ever had a friend or family member take something like Prozac or another SSRI medication, a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, very often in the first couple of weeks they have gastrointestinal discomfort as a side effect, and that's because of the location of the receptors. So it's it's just helpful for us to understand that so much related to mental health is also located in the gut. Whereas we used to think about psychiatry and mental health as just a heads-up approach, you know, be like above the neck. It's actually so different now as we understand more. And what is the way to repair like a leaky gut? Is it just good diet or how does someone begin to do that if they're experiencing these So symptoms? it's definitely a multi-pronged approach. Diet is one of them. And I say that because things like, um, you know, an argument with your husband or a bad day at work, that level of stress can also has been shown can impact those gut microbes and affect them and they change and evolve and start to form different breakdown substances. Therefore, it's not diet is a very large part of it. And we know from research that healing of that gut can take on an average about 28 days. So as you start to consume a healthier diet, you start to work on your stress. Personally, I really believe in a more integrated approach. So I will have someone who's not feeling great, even if they can't exercise yet because they're too depressed, I'll have them walk to buy the newspaper, walk to buy a cup of coffee or take the dog out for a walk. So they're getting outdoor time. They're starting to move their body starting to get out of bed and really start to be a little bit more functional because it's it's it, you have to meet the person where they're at. But that becomes part of the approach as, as well as stress management, practicing mindfulness, sleeping well, making sure that you're sleeping well. All of these are key. You mentioned, you know, the example of the fight with the husband or the, you know, something, a stressful occurrence. So what's happening chemically when that happens in the body? What the research has shown is that on a day that we are, um, let's just call it a stressful, a stressful day, we're having a stressful day, you know, things like cortisol in your body showed up. This impacts the HPA axis. This impacts the microbes because the microbes, they function as part of our body. So for example, they're involved in hormone production. They're involved in sleep and circadian rhythm, which is our internal body clock. They're involved in vitamin production. They're involved in mental health and neurotransmitters, involved in so many things. So when we are stressed in that way, they become involved in this interaction. And basically, it leads to more inflammation in the body. It leads to potential for dysbiosis, potential for leaky gut, and ultimately impacts our overall health, but definitely our mental health. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.